DJ and PK, it is time to talk a little college football, a little Utah football with Frank Dolce, the former Ute quarterback, our Utah insider and analyst for the Zone Sports Network. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Frank, good morning. Good morning, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2020. I guess the question for you is, uh, what was the uh, immediate emotion for you at the end of the Alamo Bowl? What were you thinking? What were you feeling? Well, it was a little, it was a little disappointing, the, the, uh, the way the game unfolded and the way that, that uh, it felt like Utah got, got beaten up and manhandled and and it so so and it turned into two kind of two games in a row of the same same thing. So I guess my immediate thought about that game and about the football team was even you know even in the midst of what is a really great football season and a really nice record, it's probably a good time to look back on especially those last two weeks and um analyze where you can improve and as far as Utah has come in the Pac-12 conference and and as well as they've done the last couple years uh there's it looks like there's still you know work to be done how much do you think that this success of the season was built on inferior competition <laughs> I know you know I, that was one of the other things that kept crossing my mind as the game was was going along is you know what 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 is the competition level like in the Pac-12 what does that really mean on nationally if if you were to throw some of these other teams out against other you know competition outside of the Pac-12 um you know high level competition in the other conferences how would those teams fare and and so I you know I tried to do kind of a quick comparison it, you know, if Utah played like if Utah played Texas's schedule, how would that look? And if Texas played Utah's schedule, how would that look? And you know, I I'm not certain on the Utah side, but if I if Texas played the way they did against Utah, and and then Texas played Utah's schedule this year, I'm pretty sure Texas would would come out of that schedule. You know, maybe with one, maybe two losses on the year, they wouldn't be a seven and five team. Mm. You know, they'd be an eleven and one or ten and two team. So I think that certainly is something to consider: is um, the the level of competition throughout the year. So a seven and five Texas team um, playing in that conference looks a lot different than than maybe an eleven and one. 11 and two um, pack 12 pack 12 team. See, I think if they'd done that, I think that the Utes would have lost the three top 10 games that Texas lost because they at LSU Baylor and Oklahoma. So the yeah. Utes would have lost those three for sure. And then what would they have done with like uh, Oklahoma State, right? So maybe there would have been yeah. a fourth or fifth loss out there. Texas, however, in the Pac-12, I don't know that they would have run the table because Texas lost to a 5-7 and seven TCU team. So maybe Texas would have messed up 
against the middle of the league. And I think clearly, speaking for myself personally, I put too much stock in the fact that Texas lost two of their last three and three of their last five. Because then you get down to San Antonio, and as PK said earlier, he's talking to Texas media, and they're like, yeah, this team hasn't been healthy. This is the healthiest they've been. The break before the bowl game really helped them. They're like, well, that might explain how they messed up games at the end of the year. Because they looked, they, they couldn't beat LSU in Oklahoma, but I watched those games, and they hung with both of those teams. And the Utes didn't Absolutely. hang didn't hang with Oregon, didn't hang with Texas, did hang with USC and then lost the game. But that was a one-touchdown game. The others were blowouts. So I guess the question then is, and you being a former quarterback can answer this, why couldn't the Utes solve Texas blitzing after the game? Zach Moss and Kyle Whittingham were both definitive. The constant blitzing, the run blitzing was a problem. They couldn't get a rhythm going, as Zach said. And that was a problem early in the year. And Kyle talked about it in post games, and he talked about it at his Monday press conferences. And it seemed to get solved over the course of the season. In the past, we've always blamed the quarterback, the receivers, and the passing game for big losses. But I think in this one, clearly, if you're going to go to one group, uh, the O-line just had to be better. How are they going to fix that going forward? Because four of the five starters are back next year. So how do you fix it? Does just another year with these guys do that? Yeah, I think a, I think a year, another year is certainly helpful. And that group has to become uh, more more physical up front, no, no question about it. Um, I, but, but I also feel like Texas, Texas sold out against the run. I mean, it's, it's kind of the Kyle Whittingham formula. Uh, we're going to make you one dimensional and we're going to take away your strength. And then, and then if you beat us with something else and that's okay, we'll live with that. But we're going to, we're going to make sure that you don't beat us doing what you do really well. We're going to take that away. So they sold it. So I, it feels like Texas sold out against the run, and um, and then weren't afraid of Utah's passing game. They weren't threatened by Utah's passing game. At least they didn't give that indication. Like they said, we're gonna we're gonna match up. We're gonna just match up with people in the defensive backfield. We're gonna put a lot of people at the line of scrimmage, and and so if you're gonna try and run against us, good luck. We'll we'll let you try and throw against us, but but we're not going to let you run against us. And then, and then, uh, you know, when, when Utah did find themselves in a passing situation and, and Texas was still able to get some pressure on, I couldn't, it, it's hard to see downfield what's happening on the, you know, on the broadcast. So I'd, I'd still like to go back and see kind of a wider angle view, but it just felt like, like uh, Tyler in the last couple of weeks didn't, he, he didn't act like he did most of the regular season. And he, it felt like he was rattled and maybe a little panicked. And I think his numbers bear that out with, an, with how many times he scrambled and ran around. And, and throughout the year, especially in the three losses, when, when Tyler Huntley gets up into the teens and rushing attempts or, or nearly equal to what he was this game with Zach Moss and rushing attempts, those, those games don't go well for Utah. So it was, it was, you know, it was a combination of Texas selling out against the run, and and then Utah not not necessarily being able to make Texas back off with some efficiency in the pass game. So there's no question that Utah's program is all sorts of solid, right? It doesn't have all this upheaval, the constant thought of well, they need to change coaches, this and that. So they're in a good spot. But what needs to happen to elevate it more? 
Well, I think the talent, uh, the talent on the field is something to consider. It's really good talent. I mean, there, there's no question. The level of talent over the years has increased. It's probably increased kind of on a yearly basis. You could say the team's get, gotten more depth and and speed and um, athleticism and all of those and all of those good things. But let, let, let's look at the let's look at the three three losses. I mean USC USC is arguably the most athletic depth team in the in the Pac-12, and and that was a struggle for Utah. Oregon, uh, you could you could make the argument Oregon is is right there in the top two or three in terms of athleticism and talent available on the field, and and that was a struggle. And I would argue that Texas equals those those two in terms of talent, athleticism, uh, depth of talent on the field, and and that was a struggle for for, for Utah. So uh, if I'm just trying to do kind of a quick and dirty analysis, I think the depth of talent is one of the areas that can, needs to continue to increase for Utah. It's really good. I mean, it's 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 leaps and bounds better than where where it was in the early days and um, it still needs to improve. So that's one of the areas I think that, that uh, the football program will take a look and say, yeah, this is, we just need to get better in, in these areas. So for all the improvement that needs to be done, they're losing a quarterback who did complete almost three quarters of his passes and they're losing a running back who looks like he's going to play in the NFL and probably do really well while he's there. So they do have some talent to replace how close are they to replacing that? How much confidence do you have in the guys either behind them or the guys who are just joining the program? Well, I feel pretty good about the 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 offensive side. You know, losing Zach Moss is not easy. But I like the depth at the running back position. I think out of those, you know, three guys that are that are going to be around, at least three guys that are going to be around, then you have a I think you have a pretty good opportunity to replace the the productivity in the run game, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's necessarily one guy that steps up or if it's a combination of those guys. But whatever it is, I like the depth of talent at the running back position, and there's some good, you know, fairly good indications from inside that that uh, the the quarterback position is in, in decent shape. I mean. Uh, you have Cam Rising, we've never really seen other than in in practice. Looks pretty good in practice. That uh, I know that doesn't always mean much, but looks pretty good. And and I think there's positive indications from from the from the staff about him and Shelley and and then the transfer from South Carolina. I mean, I think there's I think there's really good opportunity. Maybe another transfer. I, re- I think there's really good opportunity at the quarterback position. Um, I think the the wide receiver group is going to be fine. Uh, there's not, you know, there there might not be necessarily a a game breaker in that group, but I think Utah proved this year you don't necessarily have to have one of those guys to to be really productive. And tight end position is great. So and and offensive line should should improve, and they were pretty good this year. So I feel pretty good about the offensive side. I think if you're talking about losses and replacing people, uh, the defensive side is where you you might have a little heartache because you're you're going to have to replace 
a bunch of really good and really productive guys. And, and that's, that's, that's just not that easy to do with a nine Oh two and, um, uh, Francis Bernard and then the two defensive backs. And I, I mean, it's just that there's a lot of talent leaving the defensive side of the ball. Yes, there is. Yeah. But the good thing is that historically they've been able to do that. So even though you're right, I mean, I can't argue the number of guys that they've replaced, they have to replace. It's probably, I mean, we may go two decades with having them replace this much talent, but they still find a way. Uh, It's funny because I come back to the default when I look at Utah's football program, I've always seemed to be more worried about the offense than the defense. And even though the numbers would indicate that that shouldn't be the case, that's still the way I feel. Well, I don't think you're wrong in that. Uh, so you, there's a significant interest level in the on the defensive side of the ball. There always has been uh, with, with Coach Whittingham at the helm. And I agree with you that year after year, with guys leaving the defensive side, they seem to be able to reload on that side with more consistency than they do on the offensive side. Um, and even with, even with all of that, I, I think you're taking a, a team that at, at each level, you know, defensive front, linebackers, and defensive backfield, where you're taking pretty significant hits in all of those areas. So um, I, I believe that there's talent available, and I know that they recruit to, to replace those guys. And even with all that, I, I still think that's the area that's, that's a little more difficult. And we did have guys, there were, there were guys that stepped up this year, no, no question about it. Lloyd was fantastic. I think we had some con- real concerns about the linebacker group, and that was a very productive. Those, those two were very productive this year. Um, so so there, there's a positive sign. Um, defensive, I, I, the, the funny thing is I'm not as concerned about the defensive line. I think that's a position group that Utah always seems to reload. But the defensive backfield is, is one with, with Jalen Johnson and Julian Blackman. Um, that's, that's an area that, that uh, maybe has me a little more concerned on the defensive side. So the Utes benefited from a South that was down. There's no question about that. Is the South still going to be down next year? Are they going to benefit again? <laughs> well, uh, let's see. I I think that Arizona is – I don't know if Arizona gets on track next year. Maybe they improve a little bit, but I think Arizona would probably be at the bottom of the, of the South. Uh, and then – I, I like what I like Colorado. I like, you know, kind of where where they were where they they're headed. Uh, they lose some guys though, but I like the I like the coaching staff and some of the things they did. So I think they'll improve. I'm not sure they're gonna, you know, beat down the door of it, of, of the conference, but 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 I think they're they're gonna improve. So uh, I like that I like that football team. I think Arizona State is one that's gonna contend. They have a bunch of guys coming back, and and they I thought they played really were very physical at the line of scrimmage, and I really love what Herm Edwards is doing. So I think they'll improve. Uh, UCLA showed signs, um, and I just can't imagine with 
the ability to recruit and get talent there that they're they're going to be down much longer. So I think that's going to be a a, a tough out. UCLA is going to be a tough out this year. I USC is the one that I I it feels to me like I you know Clay Clay Helton's like the best guy around. He's by by all accounts he is he is one of the best guys around. And and I think but the knock on him is that he just he doesn't necessarily maximize the talent that he has available. And even with that, he still has the most talent available. So uh, as much as you might be able to maybe you can outcoach uh, Clay Helton at times, he still has the most talent on the field. So, so that, makes, that always makes USC really tough. Um, and then I think Utah – I don't think Utah necessarily takes a step backwards, but – but uh, I, difficult to improve on on this team. So uh, I don't think the I don't think the South Conference is necessarily as it, it, I don't think it's it's you can't walk through it as well as you did uh, this year. I think that con- that the South Conference, the South Division, I should say, will improve. Uh, and and even with all that, I'd still put Utah in kind of the top three in the conference. I'd probably say Arizona State. Uh, USC and, and Utah are your top three coming into this this football season in the fall. Frank, as always, we appreciate a little bit of time. Thanks for coming on when I know you're all beaten down because your youths got beat, but you, you came in anyway. Good work. <laughs> I'm not I'm not beaten down at all. I, uh, I I don't know. I don't know how you feel, guys feel about it. It feels just a little bit like maybe Utah got exposed in areas – in the last few weeks, that uh, that just didn't show up against against uh, competition that wasn't as as challenging. So, I think that just gives Utah an opportunity to get better and and build on on some of those areas. Frank, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for having me on. Great to talk to you.